Hello, everyone. Welcome to Free Reverie, hosted by your one and only Jujubee. If you haven't noticed, that's me. This is a podcast talking about anything and everything. Make sure to follow me on my social media, Snapchat, JBSU, Instagram, JBSU18, and Twitter, at Perfect Flute. Now let's get talking. Symphony. Welcome to another episode of Free Reverie. We have two new guests today. You guys can go and introduce yourselves. Hey, what's up? My name is D'Artagnan. I am a musician based out of Phoenix, and this is my friend Gypsy. Hi, I'm Gypsy X. I'm a DJ based out of Arizona here. What's up? <laughs> oh, well, I'm so glad to have you guys on the show. Um, we would have started a long time ago, but like always, I'm the one who talks a lot, so... It was mutual talking. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. <laughs> we were talking for an hour, and the first the first half of it was figuring out what kind of jokes could be made. Which, all is fair, so bring it on, let's just get much. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> right, so with your music, how did it start, and uh, just kind of take us through... Well, it's really funny, because we were talking about Muncie, Indiana, and uh, I actually started uh, at, at this place called The Water Bowl in Muncie, and these, whenever I was 13 years old, I was going to music festivals out there every weekend, and I would see these uh, jam bands come out, like uh, Chocolate George, String Cheese Incident, Ultraviolet Hippopotamus, Papadozio, and I just, I just became in love with their, with, their mu- mu- like, with their music and their ability to create something with vibration that I've never felt before. So I, st- I picked up the guitar and I started making it, and I just kind of th- I gave away the rest of my life. I was like, this is what I'm going to be doing, and dedicated myself to my music and my art. And I built it from just playing guitar to playing guitar and singing to playing guitar and, and singing and being able to produce and being able to be good at a litany of instruments and being able to pull in other artists and uh, make a collective of people to start throwing events and uh, just like building the music into something that is great and that can help people and just benefit the whole society because that's what was that's what the main thing was back whenever I was listening to these people it was healing it was helping it was like the community and that's something that I'm trying to bring into this generation nice and then what about your DJing so I uh even from a young age like my dad um I'm from Chicago originally and my dad used to DJ um, back in the 90s, and he worked his way from Chicago to L.A. And, um, you know, he eventually he fell out of it as, you know, he got older. But because of that, like, music's always been a strong part of my life, and he always knew all the, all the different club owners in Chicago. And so I always got to go to these clubs as a kid, and I got to meet a lot of really cool people, and thrown up on stage sometimes and do fun stuff like that, and so I always knew that performing was something that uh, I wanted to do, and then when I eventually came out here to Arizona, I went to my first rave when I was 15, and I just immediately fell in love with it, and I remember walking out, and my I looked at my friends, and I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And they were like, yeah, we know raves are cool. And I was like, you don't understand. And 
ever since then, like, I just, I ran with it. And um, for me, it's just all about, like, most people who come to raves, I find, don't really enjoy their everyday lives. You know, they, they have a lot of pain and they go through really hard stuff. And the raves are the one place that they look forward to every week that they know they can be whoever they want, however they want, you know, for the duration of that time. And to me, it's so important to be able to share the music and the experience and the environment with them that, you know, allows them to escape those hard times in life that I think we all go through. And so to me, that's like why I, no matter what, like, the show must go on because ultimately, like, it's for all of them. Right, right. I've only been to one rave, and it was a redneck rave. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yes, it does. Brooks on the DJ. It's not. It's no, not it does. It was so much fun. <laughs> Corn raves. That's funny. No, the it DJ's was funny dropping because... wagon wheel mixing in the Old Town Road. And no, 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 no. <laughs> it was. It was like years ago. So this is before that came out. And, um, so it was just funny. No, 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 no. Come on now. Come on now. (laughs) No, no. No. How how do you go from Valley Girl to come on now? (laughs) (laughs) No, I grew up in the country, so sometimes when I talk about it, it comes out, okay? (laughs) I feel you. Being from Texas, I'm the exact same way with that shit. So I'm like, y'all even know. That's what I say. I sound like y'all need to just stop. But anyway, so it was different because the funniest (laughs) thing that happened um, during this Redneck Rave, because it was my first one, um, we were, it was time for like the concerts and stuff. So everyone's getting, you know, whatever. They're getting a little drunk, all the stuff. So then now here comes, you know, the contest between the girls. And like, so you're supposed to get up there and you're supposed to like show what you got and stuff. And this girl thought it was best to pull up her shirt and show her tits. Well, apparently it wasn't good enough because someone took their can and threw it at her head. I was laughing Uh-oh. so hard. I was laughing the so hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, know. she didn't look bad. It wasn't that. It was just of how cocky she was. Like, she wouldn't let anyone, like, go in there and strut her stuff because she thought she was better. She was just one of those that, like, interrupted everyone else's shit. So it was just really funny when they were like, and the winner is, and like she gets up there and they're like, no, it's not you. And she gets this can thrown in her head. I just laughed so hard. And uh, so then I like turned away. <laughs> Everyone's it's like, you should have gone up there. I said, no, I was not confident in myself then. <laughs> it's something that Romans wrote about a lot. It's called hubris. They like they like to make that the the foil to most of their, most of their uh, heroes. Like, hubris is, like, basically the ego. Whenever you're like, I'm so good, nothing can ever fall. Oh, I tripped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't so get too So, did he cocky. just made this, like, podcast really boring now, or... It's okay. You don't have to be intelligent. We can change the next thing. I never called you intelligent to begin with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I told you all is fair. <laughs> I know you did. I did. I don't know. I did. <laughs> I have yet to hear a little comeback, but it's already too late, so... It's funny because you didn't understand what I said in the first place. That's all you got? <laughs> That's all it's I need. It's in the history. Okay, all you have to do is look it up. Boom! Look at you. Full circle. Back to history. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and moving forward... Um, 
<laughs> okay. So, who are you most inspired by? D'Artagnan. Well, uh, I, I was I was really inspired by by those by those same artists from Muncie. Like, started going into it. It was like Citizen Cope, Jack Johnson, Christopher Drew, uh, Chris Cornell, Kurt Cobain, Eddie Vedder. It was like it started going down a list of like people who make with their soul and like and with passion. And I, of course, I, I love like older stuff. Whenever it comes to like listening and like understanding where the music came from, like I, I adore the Beatles. You know, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Jim Morrison with, He's with the Doors. To sound really smart, you guys. It's okay. What? No, I, I just really enjoy that style of music. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just it's what taught me how to how to be who I am in my music. Okay, and I had to introduce him to Ben Howard. <laughs> I can't know everybody. Yeah. You didn't know Citizen yeah. Cope. I didn't know them because they don't matter. Ben Howard is actually, his music is on a very famous show. It's called The Walking Dead. If you haven't seen it, go see it because it's, it's made up to like season like six it. and seven. After that, it kind of goes off into a really bad tangent. So um, up to about, I believe season six and seven is where it gets really good. And then it just kind of drifts off. Um, so, I don't often television but I, so that, that's I how don't. I don't know them. That's okay. That's I understand okay. if you if you have time for that kind of thing. Yeah, I do have time when I do have time. So, uh, like, what inspired you in like your music, Gypsy? Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, gonna I move forward. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, uh, I mean, pretty much, uh, I just a large variety of music, you know, like, as a DJ, like, I don't, I can't just listen to one specific kind, you know, and growing up, I, I listened to a lot of, like, and Roses, and Secure, and then probably around, like, the time that I started going to raves, I actually got really into, um, The Doors, and Jefferson Airplane, and, uh, there you go. See, he's actually yeah, good bands. Like, yeah, like, Scott McKenzie. I said Jim Morrison. Yeah, he did. What about Van Morrison? So, that, um, <laughs> are really inspirational to me, even now as a DJ, just because... But the artists and who they were and what they stood for for that time, and, like, the it's the people who were just 100% themselves, like, they did what they want, when they want, regardless of what anyone thought, and, you know, they live on, you know, to this day after being, you know, gone or not really relevant, you know, in their music, even today, and that's, that kind of stuff is really cool to me and really inspirational, because it shows, like, anyone can be something great if you work hard enough, and, like, as I got more into DJing, though, like, I big portion of my inspiration for how I DJ and what I, you know, like to play is, uh, like, old school trance, like, from back in the day, like, Dom- Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, my buddy here, he, he doesn't like trance, but, no, like, uh, Dominator by Human Resources, um, you know, uh, White Knight, Bad Boy Bill, you know, uh, people like that. Okay, Bad Boy Bill's the shit. Yeah, Bad Boy Bill is the homeboy, <laughs> uh, and, you know, even people that, like, Carl Cox and, like, 
today my most modern inspiration for like who's relevant today is like Charlotte D. White. I love that girl so much. She she throws down so hard and I love it. And so stuff like that is what really drives me in my music. So you, do you play that? You play those artists? I believe you should carry yourself. Um, I do, yeah. I, I, I definitely throw down some Bad Boy Bill tracks just because even his stuff today, like, it's just that raw, nice, groovy, like, straight house music. And, like, it, I've yet to see someone who can, like, listen to it and not get, like, a little bit of a head bobbin, if any, you know, like, if not more, just because it's, it's those elements of what got us to where we are in the EDM scene today, mm-hmm. you know, those people, like, crafted that sound and the skill behind DJing of what we see it as today. And so, like, to me, it's important to play those tracks, and, it like, I haven't seen people not dance to it yet, just because the, a lot of people forgotten about that sound, and so to play it and bring it back and see people dancing, to me, it's very inspirational of, like, look at what they did and like look people are still loving it today like you know the sky's the fucking limit exactly yeah yeah okay all right so um is there any hidden meaning in any of your music at all mine have stuff writing poetry you know like as most as most artists do I started off just, like, creating poetry and, like, really getting into, like, the depths of what you can do with the English language and how, like, one word can mean three different things, just saying it different or putting it in a certain phrase or context. My music video that I have out, I, it's people think it just looks like, oh, it's just walking in the desert. And, no, there's, like, three different meanings behind that. Like, there's the... Like, I go up to a, a crossroads, and it's more of a crossroads because if you listen to the song and listen to the words along with watching it and, ex- and like, looking at it like a, a metaphorical view, it's more about taking a different road, crossing those different roads, cho- maybe choosing a different path or going with a different person or and just doing what you love, giving what you love away to uh, whoever you like. It's just... It really is kind of like depends on perspective as well because a few people have told me that the means of my songs to them are something completely different than what I would have ever guessed it to be. Okay. I So with any other artist, who would you compare yourself to? Huh. Uh, what do you look... Who do you look like most? I, I look like Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Like in the 90s. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> like okay. I swear to God, they have the same hair. I was like, "What? Okay." What about you? What do you think? Uh, who, who I think that you look like? No, who do you look like? Oh, um, Johnny. I yeah. <laughs> I okay. So I have like people told me that I dress like Johnny Depp, and that the two most common people that I say I look like are. Uh, Chris Cornell. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, Chris. It's true. Chris, yeah, Chris Cornell, and uh, they say that I remind people of Russell Brand, 
and I and I don't know how I feel about that one. I mean, <laughs> but, Russell Brand. Really okay, awesome do you now. want yeah, to know? Do really you want to know cool, what, who but... I think you sound like? Who? McLovin. McLovin. Oh, my oh! God. you sound like. I know. I don't, I don't know what you look, look like? like, but I know who you sound like. Hard no. Who do you think you look like? Got me uh, curious. Me? Yeah. My mom. No, no, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. I, I definitely. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I should have been more specific. You're like a genie the worst. I don't know because I don't look like anybody, like anyone who famous. Really? So I really you gotta don't. make yourself famous, and people will talk about how people look like you. You should. You should look for more well, famous. Well, who do you think I look like? I don't I know. know. <laughs> See? I was. I don't know. See. I'm just saying. Who do you think I sound like? Like, what, who would I sound like most? Or nothing. Ooh. Get it. I don't care. She's like, Britney's bitch. Brit, Brit, I'm sorry. You think I sound I, like, like Britney? I remember, I remember being a kid, and I thought Britney Spears was hot as hell, and then she shaved all her hair off. I remember seeing a picture of her on Star Magazine with she an umbrella. She hasn't looked right since. Yeah. She really hasn't. Yeah, she... You kind of left deep in, and like, honestly, Toxic is one of my favorite songs to cover. Though and I do, I do a folk version of Toxic by Britney Spears, and I yeah, love doing it. Yeah, that's overdone though. I, there's actually a, a version of Toxic that's more rock, and I actually like that version. Found out the only way you can play Stairway to Heaven in public. <laughs> you have to play it behind your head. I don't know how to play guitar. <laughs> My brother does, oh. though. He taught himself how to play guitar. Tell him he can play Stairway to Heaven in public if he plays the guitar behind his head. Ooh. Yeah, he's not going to do that because he's a big fan of Johnny Cash. And so he plays that type oh, of music. Oh, my. Johnny, Johnny Cash, Cash is dope. Yeah. The Man in Black. And Bob, and Bob Dylan. My brother actually tried to grow his hair out like Bob Dylan. Oh, man. That, that man's over here like... With patience. <laughs> yeah, so my brother's a very, like, old, old soul. Oh, Bill. I love the way he sounds. I like Scott McKenzie. Scott McKenzie's pretty cool. You, you don't, you don't know. You don't, he doesn't look like a... <laughs> Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young is dank. They are dank, except for the fact that they're all that, dicks. Well, no, they're, <laughs> so if you listen to, like, th one of their most popular songs, Woodstock, if you listen to it, they basically glorify Woodstock, when if you know anything about Woodstock, or you listen to interviews of people who went to Woodstock, it was actually, like, one of the shittiest fucking events to ever be. It's funny that you're saying that as an event, thrower, because I know we were going with it from the beginning. <laughs> He's over here, like, if you think about it from a, from a, from a logistics perspective... That was complete shit. Yeah. It wasn't enough. Like, I mean, I still fucking, yeah, like, I still <laughs> fucking listen to that song, like, hands down. I'm definitely in fucking group to that song. But I'm just like, this is straight science. <laughs> it's, it's, you're right. But, but most music is these days. You think these guys are actually out here trapping whenever they have a fucking billion dollars from the record label? Yeah. Fuck it. They all promote themselves like trash. I'm like, why? No, it's called trap. Trap, <laughs> oh, trap trash, I don't know. Either works, I guess, right? Tomato, tomato. I like enemies. I guess yeah. I'm going to gain some. You should yeah, probably right? try to write a song that isn't similar to the one that's actually called Enemies, so... Ooh. But 
but he's writing music, and he's yeah. playing it, and he's performing it. Yeah. Enemies. Well, don't label enemies, because there's already one that's actually called that, but... Well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll name it enemies of a Z. Different. There's, there's... I feel like, as an artist, and looking at where just art as a whole is at this time in the universe, like, so much has been done that, like, a great example is fashion. Like, so much has already been accomplished through fashion that anytime something new is brought, you can pretty much pin it to something that's already been done before in one way or another. And that is truly what separates, like, good artists from just talented people, I would say, nowadays, is really being able to take something and make it, like, 100% your own and original, and even if it might be compared to something, you can still look at it and be like, this is fresh, like, this is new. And, like, and I feel like that's probably one of the hardest things that artists have to deal with nowadays, is, like, what can I do that will separate me from all of this other shit that's been done? Right. It has already been It's like, it's like well, there's maybe, only so many colors and there's only so many chords. Yeah. Well, maybe you could label the song, instead of saying enemies, like the way it's spelled, maybe you can say any, A-N-Y, and then me. You know, that's, that's not bad. Because there isn't anyone like you. Any me's. Well, I mean, like, I could just throw a Z on it and make it make a trap album. That's what I'm saying. Any knees. Yeah. Well, and that's like, I mean, uh, I definitely say like, as a DJ, it it's hard to go somewhere with DJing today because literally anyone can fucking be a DJ nowadays. If you have the money to go to good headphones, you don't fucking need headphones, honestly. You can download some tracks, press a few buttons, and as long as you understand how to fucking push a fader, you can fucking go DJ at the hottest clubs. And and, and it happens. I watch it on a constant basis. Yeah, but if you're really good, you know how to mix it up without any errors. Like, a lot of but, amateurs would probably fade in and out of one song, whereas a good DJ would know when a beat, to, like, to come into with the same song that was just played before to mix it up. Like, they well, would that, know how to use the... And, and that's the thing of, like, I I do pride myself on the fact of being uh, a I say, like, a real DJ. Like, I have never once at a show had to press a sync button. And even if I did, like, I, f I fuck up when I play. Like, it happens. Like, you have to be okay with fucking up. But it's about fucking up and knowing how to fix it. Where I've watched DJs, they fuck up and they train wreck and it's just, like, they don't know what to do. And, and it's really sad because DJing used to be, like, a pure skill. You spinning vinyl is unlike anything 
you could ever possibly do as a DJ because it's so different and you really have to be able to listen to that beat at, that's, you know, wherever you drop the needle. Like, you have to know exactly when to drop it and how to mix that track in. And you don't have, you know, digital, you know, like the fucking Nexus 900s or, you know, CDJs that, like, tell you what your BPM is running at. You had to know how to find it just with the fader and and that's to me like that's a skill that and an art that is becoming lost and it's really sad to like watch it as a dj who appreciates that because it, it djing is more than just mixing two tracks together like it's it's a way of life it's a way of connecting with other people in a crowd and like it's it's just it's a really it's sad just times changing in a way. Okay. Period. I will <laughs> forewarn everyone who's actually listening. This thing is probably going to go in and out, which it has throughout this podcast, um, just because there is a poor connection. Not sure how. I literally. Have- I don't know if it's just because y'all are in a different state or what, but that's just... Oh, yeah, Arizona just <laughs> networks. Yeah, yeah, it's true, yeah. though. It, like, it, I've had, like, three different phone services. They all suck. <laughs> well, this is why, like, if you guys come to Indiana and we all get together, we could do a live podcast. Absolutely. Honestly, like, my mom has a lot of connections and, like bars and the scene there and i've been thinking about setting up a little tour through indiana anyway i have a lot of fans <laughs> out there a lot of re- really good friends from never i was like living out there for a long well, I time i better be in the front of the line just saying i better be just kidding well yeah <laughs> we keep we, we keep we keep it right around here you don't gotta worry about keep that keep me dog. in your minds <laughs> oh, absolutely you'll never yeah. leave it Aww. after this podcast <laughs> Oh, because not only is it going to be brought up, but it's going to be, like, on my site. It's going to be on Instagram. I just added you on Instagram, so you're going to get tagged. You're going to... (laughs) Man, man, my Instagram is so sad right now. I I I know. You guys, he's only has, what, I just looked at it. You've only got, like, 100-some followers. It's sad because Instagram (laughs) deleted my artist one. I had over 2,000, and they just deleted it. They said for copyright infringement, and they didn't let me know why. And the only time I ever post anything is whenever I post my music. So I'm like, okay, so who said my song was theirs? Well, if you play a cover, then yeah. If you play any cover song, even covers on this one. It was original music. I have like over. No, I'm talking about like any cover song. It's all originals. Oh, I have no idea. That's all I perform. I have no idea. But you guys, he only has 122 followers, and he's only following like 198 people. So we really got to help him out because he's only got like six, ten photos. Yeah, it's. it's, (laughs) I kind of. I kind of gave up. Compared to my side. I've got like. But what? compared to my Facebook, it's it's much different. I have like sixteen hundred followers on my Facebook account because that's something I, that I actually <laughs> am able to use. If yeah. you want, you can tag my Instagram too. I, okay. Uh, and what is it? It's underscore Gypsy X underscore. You had to be different, didn't you? No, it's just what they made me put. It was really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, I tried to do like something like the normal. They wouldn't let me. Okay, I've got underscore gypsy underscore. I got a picture of a guy and a girl kissing, and I don't think that's you. No, 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 no. Underscore gypsy X, all one word. X. Okay, I forgot the X. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I don't think that's you. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's not me. (laughs) Okay. There we go. Yeah, I you, your voice wait, wait, totally wait, throws me off. Was it a pretty girl? Like. It could be. <laughs> you totally threw me off with your voice then. Yeah, I uh, yeah, uh, pe- people see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, he's got more followers than you, um, D'Artagnan, and I'm getting there. I've got eight hundred eighty-eight, like eight hundred eighty-eight people that are following me and I've got over 2,000 following but it is what it is why are we over here counting like numbers I got I got plays I didn't count anything that's just what's shown anyone's gonna see that so you gotta step up your game clout (laughs) and I went back to my Instagram and inappropriate photos are being shown okay never mind I'm gonna get off that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Instagram made me so mad when they deleted my shit. I was like, why? Now I gotta restart? And I just they, delete, they deleted Tinder and everyone just said, fine, we'll flood every other social media with their inappropriate things. Wait, Tinder got deleted? Or not Tinder, uh, Tumblr, sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tumblr, yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys, <laughs> I dropped a bombshell. Tinder's <laughs> gone. Like, Everyone's I, like, no, I, no. I feel like I would have heard about that by now. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Tinder is the modern day Pokemon Go for the sad, lonely hoes. Oh, oh my god. I wouldn't oh, necessarily say hoes because there's men out there that are like more thirsty than anything. Oh no, so yeah, you can be a hoe and be any gender, like anything yeah, you want. You, you, you can be a hoe and still simultaneously be looking for the one. <laughs> it's whichever one comes on with Tinder. a dream. It's whichever one comes back to your bed more. <laughs> well, I did meet my boyfriend on POF, so... P- what's POF? Plenty of fish. It's a, Plen- it's a, oh, it's plenty a, it's of a dating oh my website. <laughs> and my, my friend met, met his wife on it as well. His name's Norman. Her name's Crystal. And oh, is, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, my, well, my, I mean, my, it wasn't intentional. I was that thing out. It, it never wasn't is. intentional. It like, just happens. Poker. Well, I met my son's dad on POF as well. Uh, it's not a site that I See, want to get I, back You're just on. knocking it out of the park. You yeah. really should do a commercial for them. Oh yeah. my goodness. I, yeah. met, I met my son's dad and my boyfriend on POS. <laughs> <laughs> you should totally want to be a hoe, too. Oh my god. No, I had my fun in college because of POF. But Because of POF? Yeah. College parties weren't your thing? No, not really. I wasn't I much, I was, my schooling was more important, and so, it just got to a point where I felt like I Do was missing out. Do your homework while you're on POS. Yeah. Well, I felt like I was missing Maybe out that. on the fun, and so I was tired of being lonely, because I was single for, like, two years prior, and so I was just like, you know what, fuck it. So then I got on, and then I met his dad, um... That night when I actually got on and we just started talking, we hit it off. I deleted it after we got together. Then he did what he did and we split up and 
then a couple months later, you know, I, well, actually, like, a week after he broke up with me, I was like, you know, I just need to talk to somebody. So I got back on there, and that's when I met my now boyfriend. You know, his pickup line wasn't, like, all that clever. It was just, I want you to be my woman. Like. <laughs> that was very straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, hey. here's my number. <laughs> that's how you whistle online. Hey. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't suggest it to find your soulmate unless, like, you literally. I wouldn't say I hope stalk. your boyfriend isn't this one. Oh, no. He already knows because he wishes he knew a lot more about me than before. <laughs> He's already told me. He thinks I'm crazy, but it's okay. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. So the verdict is in. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I still, I've still have yet to meet someone in this industry who is not at least a little bit local, semi like off their fucking rocker. Well, if you guys think that I talk high pitch now, just wait until I start drinking and I get really hyper. I get so wound up. Are we gonna start drinking most, on this podcast? I am no, <laughs> no, because I get so excited. And so I'm, like, the most happiest drunk, but then if you upset me, I am, like, all in tears right away. <laughs> you, you see, and this is where you, you've incited us to want alcoholic beverages, so we're well, going to get... Well, I used... Can I tell you something? Hmm. I used to be a bartender. Okay. So I know what drinks to get you drunk, like, quick, quick. I... I know light things on fire. I know just about every concoction you can possibly think of to get you I, whatever. I like things on fire. You know, I can make beer taste like Dr. Pepper. Can you make an Arnold Palmer that's good, though? That's my question. Possibly. But I, I have it, it had... It just depends on what you use because each place is quite different. And it depends on, like, half the time when you make that and you have the tea. It depends on the brand of tea that you buy. And I'm not a big fan of Arnold Palmer's anyways, so... For me, Arnold Palmer's are my shit. I, I have been told many times... I'm like a an old man. I like my an iced old man. tea. Yeah, I'm like, I, I like my iced tea. I like to... Literally, I, I wake up every morning, I, I have some tea, and I smoke my cigarettes on my porch. Okay, so how about this? When you guys come to Muncie, and we go out for drinks, I order y'all's drink and you order mine. That sounds like a fun game, but I'm scared. Yeah. Actually, speaking of drink, I just went and grabbed a bottle of scotch. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if y'all ain't gonna do it. I only have a bottle of wine. Okay, cheers me. Cheers you? Well, I cheers. gotta work at like 5 a.m., so... Okay, perfect time to go to That's... sleep on some wine. Yeah. Sleep on some wine. You're talking to a straight rocker and a DJ here. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, our life is throwing up. parties and running clubs. Yeah. We, <laughs> if we work at 5 o'clock the next day, that means we only need like two and a half hours of sleep, if that. that that's four days in a row, and then we take one day to sleep the whole day. <laughs> yeah, oh, pretty okay. much. We, we usually get woken up with some bullshit in between that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Someone did so-and-so. What? 11th hour. <laughs> We, we call some this thing the 11th hour. It's like right before things are going to happen or right as they're happening that you have to fix everything that went wrong, which yep. is everything that could went wrong. 
And I think happens. it's Murphy's Law. Yeah. Anything that can go wrong will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It never, it never fails. You. That's and, the beauty in it. And and it's, and I've found, it's, to me, it's a great thing. Like, I, it doesn't matter what show I'm at. It doesn't matter if it's a show I literally have nothing to do with. I find something to do because it's like, I don't just go to parties just because like, oh, I want to get fucked up. Like, yeah, that's how it started. But yeah. it's like the people who go there for that, like, that's what they're there to do. For us, it's like we made this our life. Like, this is our living, our passion. And so, like, at least for me, if I'm at an event and I'm not doing something to help out or, like, some shit's not going wrong, it basically. Just feels, it just feels wrong. Yeah, like, it's not as fun. <laughs> I literally do the same thing. Like, I've noticed that recently. Like, I cannot go to a party and not be helping. Although, like, yeah. every party I go to is, like, something I help throw. Because either yeah. I'm, at, I'm at a club at the Monarch and Bar Smith or I'm out in the desert helping you guys throw a party. Exactly. Well, and, like, and to me, I believe... Moving, I've been moving more into the club scene just because, like, as a kid, you know, like, Chicago is is a club city. Like, that's what it's about out there is there's so many kick-ass clubs. And so that's what I grew up in. And moving to Arizona, you know, I started right when I was 15. So, like, I was never really able to, like, go and experience clubs. But I always knew what was there. And in that time, I got just really heavily into the underground scene, and I moved, you know, to the desert with it. And I will definitely say that throwing underground raves in the desert has given me so much more, like, experience and, like, business knowledge and how to handle certain situations than I think just being straight, like going straight into clubs ever could have and it's made getting into the club scene now that I'm you know moving more towards that like it's made it such a much more fun experience because like there's a situation and I just immediately associate it with like hey at least we're not you know pulling someone's car out of a ditch you know with like a, a bus, you know, that we brought out to the desert. At least we're not having to, you know, deal with all the kinds of crazy stuff you see in the desert. You don't got to deal with that at club. So to me, it's more relaxing and it's like a good, fun time. You ever dealt with 12 girls in the bathroom trying to fight each other? <laughs> no. Because I promise you there's I... some crazy stuff at some clubs. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh my I'm goodness. Sure a whole nother <laughs> Wait, why are you in the bathroom? With the girls. Um, I'm not in the bathrooms. I work at the place. There's 12 girls in the bathroom fighting each other. And how do you get them out of there? You have to go in the bathroom and get them out of there. <laughs> Wait. And did you just assume I gender You are a scrawny bitch. So how are you, like... First off, let's not call anyone names. I am no <laughs> such bitch. I may be smaller, but I also, have the, I also have the mind. I don't see you having enough strength to pull, me. like, yeah. girls off. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough strength to pull girls, and that's all, that's all it takes. Ooh. Uh-huh. I'm a rock star. I don't need to be super strong. I know what I got. Why are you trying to bash me like this? We're not going to talk about body shaming right now, are we? You're going to bring in your guitar, and you're just going to sing a note, and then stop. <laughs> We're just going to stop. That's all I'm going to do. I, I, <laughs> Man, he might be scrawny, but I tell you what. He can pull the ladies like a mofo. <laughs> Jesus. He's the man's. Well, thank you. But well, what I'm I was so referring to, so was the difficulty. Together. 
honestly, this guy's cute. I love him. But, like, like whenever it comes to, like, the clubs and the crazy stuff that happens there, it gets pretty intense sometimes. Like, people people really do like to get drunk and fight. And we have a lot more chads. Well, uh, say that's definitely, I mean, raves are raves. And so you deal with a whole other kind of, like, just people being fucked up. Like, it... Right. If you can think of it, it's fucking out there. You just gotta go find it. We're and trying to bring a camel out to our next event. Yeah, <laughs> not trying. This this camel. We found a place to rent like camels. A blast. Yeah. It seems like a complete blast. So when is the next one? Um. So let me check here. Do you want to talk about the one the one in July or the one in August? Because like Let's I'm talk I'm talking about part- the one in August because um. By the time this podcast probably gets out, it's going to be July. Okay. So, let's let's check. We honestly don't want to talk too much specifics about it, because the like the, if any ears hear this or I see this, that aren't necessarily... It's, it's very, uh, very in-crowd type thing. Well, so, you don't have to just say there's one in August, and you guys, it's all in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Um, you guys have to follow these gentlemen on their social accounts to know what's what. Um, exactly. You don't exactly. have to s- explain the dates. All you have to do is just be very vague, but be very descriptive at the same time. Does that make sense? Okay, yes. Oh, yeah. So we are bringing in an amazing DJ. Um, the person who's like hosting the event and throwing it, her name's Fairy Dust, and she's a phenomenal DJ. She's a... Uh, you saw a pic... Uh, well, you'll, you will see pictures on um, Jesse's like, account. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, I um, saw them. So, yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, we got two events, um, coming up right now that are, like, our main ones. Uh, the first one, uh, is Galaxy Forever, uh, and that's, uh, July 27th, uh, and then the one after that is, um, August 17th, Treasure Island, and... Both both of those I'm super excited for, uh, and it's just the the underground scene out here is it's definitely a like he just said like it's a very in crowd like it makes me laugh because a lot of people don't use Facebook anymore, but anyone. uses Facebook. And it's it's kind of cool, like, it's our own little, like, just network of systems, because, you know, like, back in the day, like, you, you had Flyer Wars, and, you know, you, to go to a rave, like, you, you'd go somewhere, you get, like, a phone number, you call it, there'd be a hotline, there'd be directions to the fucking rave, you show up, like, it's this, like, random abandoned warehouse, you know, and so nowadays, it's like, we do all that same stuff, but just through Facebook. And it's, it's, it's fun stuff. We still have flyers and stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Flyers, the flyers are wicked the, though. Yeah, the, the flyers are definitely way cooler. I'd say <laughs> <laughs> they're nice, laminated. You know. <laughs> I have a really cool announcement with my music in Treasure Island, but I can't say I can't say anything too much about it. But yeah, it, it is coming out soon, and yeah. I'm really excited about it. It's gonna. Well, it's it, gonna be uh, fun. Yeah. It, oh, it, you don't even know. Please come out to one of these events sometimes. You will have the time of your life. Eventually I will, but y'all have to hook me up so that way I get to see y'all. We have to take photos. Absolutely. Because I promote you for free. I'm just kidding. You you would legit... (laughs) 
<laughs> we straight up will get you a photographer if if you need one to work with, Aww, or so any cool. of that stuff. You know, yeah. Like like, like we be a cool mutual thing for both of us to do, and you never experienced it, and that's the fucking love in it. Like you'll you'll freak out. I'll give you a light show because I'm like a pretty good glover. And then you'll be like, whoa, what are these crazy finger things? Oh, yeah. Well, and that's, <laughs> I think it's, what's really cool to me about the underground scene out here is that, I mean, it's not just here in Arizona, but, like, people hear underground and rave, and there's certain stigmas that are attached to it like anything else, that it's just a random party with, like, this weird music that a bunch of crazy people go to, and you just do a bunch of drugs all night. And, like... I mean, you could say that, but at the same time, when you get down to the nitty-gritty of things, like, we're a full-fledged, like, business operation. Like, there, there's legitimate businesses, there's legitimate business people, there's, like, it's so unified, yet we just hold that, like, underground you know, feel to it, because that's what we all feel so passionately about, and we love. It's like you gotta have a Costco card with the Costco card's Facebook. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Right. That's it. <laughs> okay. Alright, so yeah, you, you guys just have to Everybody let me know when's when, when's when, you know, what's what, whatever, and I'll plan it. Because, you know, I gotta take a break from work. Dude, the... August 5th is the one that, I mean, October 5th is uh, one called Saucy that Gypsy, Srija, myself, and a few other people are, are throwing, like, in, in very close, like, in very close tandem. And we're going to be doing some crazy stuff out there. We're, we're bringing one of the biggest stages that's ever been in the desert, and I'm really excited to be able to, like, be a part of that because I didn't realize that it, that there hasn't been that many big builds out there besides, like, a couple ones at Bloodfest and, like, Alice in Yeah, and... And I would say that over you know, over the course of my time of working in the desert, you know, I've just I've seen a lot of uh, crazy things. <laughs> and you know, production-wise, this year will definitely boost the production for what has become the standard in the desert scene out here. And so I'm very excited to, like, be a part of that. And it's it's going to change the game. I can say that much. Yeah. You know, like, it, it's it's exciting stuff. Okay. All right. Well, we should all look for that then. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you take care of us? Did I take care of what? The can confirm. Like, you take care of us, we take care of yous. Like a, it's a, like a Y-O-U with an S. You're so clever. Yeah, my mama told me I'm pretty. <laughs> That's the best way. I am I am sarcastically clever, thank you. That still wasn't funny. Okay, anyways. <laughs> He's like, listen, listen, Linda, listen. Listen, Linda. I've been laughing. <laughs> listen, keep saying Linda. things. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, alright, so, um, do you plan to collaborate with others? Musically? Like, do you oh, plan definitely. to collaborate? 
So who would you most likely want to collaborate first? Like, not like your your most favorite band, but is there another upcoming artist that you would like to collaborate with as well? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm I'm working. Well, I actually just started talking to about three of of the best, like like literally some of the best. Like one of them's really good at tech house. One of them's like the best DJ. Has won it 13 years in a row at House Music. Another one is just this really good up and coming dubstep artist. And I'm I'm gonna be uh, like doing vocal samples and wor- working with them to create like uh, melodies and rhythms for this and help help throw down on the production. It's it's gonna be super cool. I've been working with a couple uh, other like musicians in the area, like like a drummer, a couple bassists, just to kind of get a feel for like where I want to go with the style of music that I'll be creating. But like my main thing is like I I orchestrate. And then I like I write it I write it, and I just have other people come in and then I add their own flair to it to see if I can't get like a, a greater response because so, like because your brain can only do so much whenever you put your head together three other great artists you can create something that you never would have on your own. Well, yeah, that's what music is about. Yeah, it is. I can love jam bands. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I would definitely say that like. D- DJing <clears throat> is, you know, with what, uh, with what Dart does, like, it's, it's live, you know, it's, it's playing an instrument, it's very, you know, you can feel it, you can manipulate it to however it is that, you know, you, you want. Well, electronic music, it's, producing you know you use software and uh it's a whole i've like dipped my toes in but still i haven't really gotten into it and it's because i I mean i know people that have been producing for like 12 years and just you know in the last like year and a half is when they really started to make stuff that like is like all right this is cool because it's so, it's a literal science. And so right now, most of my like collabs that I do with DJs is, you know, you go over to your buddy's house, you know, and, you know, make some food, have a couple of drinks, and you just mix with each other. And you, you know, show each other cool new little tricks you can do on the decks, you know, you, oh, here, check this track out that I got. And like, for me, collaboration is mostly, like, inspiration, you know, and it's growing each other as DJs and boosting each other up, because I I found that, I think this is probably most just artists in general, like, we're very critical of ourselves, and it's nice to be able to hang out with, you know, your buddies and people that follow interests, and you cheer each other because then it's like when you get up there on that stage it's like you have that just that great confidence of like stuff you come to life when when you mix and like to me that's that's like the collaboration that I do mostly and it it, it brings me a lot of joy honestly okay um, I'll just let you know that the connection kind of went in and out there, but I'm not going to have you repeat everything that you just said. <laughs> I, I won't repeat it. I'm <laughs> You're one and done. I Got said, it. 
He's one and done kind of guy. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay, alright. So, um, with you guys performing a lot, do you guys still deal with performance anxiety? Fuck yeah. It's more like performance excitedness. Yeah. Like too much? Like you guys get so excited that you know, you can't handle yourself very well like, at I first. Excited, like, my hands get all sweaty, and I'm just like, okay, yeah. I'm fucking ready to go, let's do this. And then, like, you know, like, the first couple tracks or the first song that you, like, really bust out, like, being being a singer and, like, doing the acoustic rock guitar thing, and you have to really just, like, like, use your vocals, and in order to do that, you have to project, and in order to project properly, you have to have the confidence. In order to have the confidence, you have to be sure of yourself, and most, most uh, situations where you're on stage... You're not very sure of yourself because you're up there playing for a crowd of people who have usually never heard you. You know, being a, being an underground such unknown artist, there's going to be the people in the crowd who are there to see you play. But at the end of the day, most people there don't know you. At least if there's a crowd, and so like, you're playing to them, and it's exciting to me. You know, because I get to be like, okay, I get to see what I can do with these new people. I get to see how they move, see how they react, see what they like, and then right. go off of that. So remind me not to shake your hand then. If you get that oh. sweaty. <laughs> you know, it's okay. We can just dap it up. It's whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's okay. I'm kind of used to being sweated on. Like. Oh. <laughs> well. No, this, like this in Judistu. The Art first. <laughs> no, in Judistu. Um, my first, like, roll in the mat towards this chick. She was sweating all over me. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm sweating all over. She's like, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm like, oh, my goodness. It's it just so like gross. Oh, my yeah, God. I was <laughs> Well, it, she's got me in a leg lock and all that stuff. So I had to try to get out, and that's the whole thing of, you know, trying to break out of her hold. That leg power. No, what well, was weird is like my second, my second um, class. Like it was a different girl, and so we're like trying. I mean, she couldn't believe like how strong I was, but at the same time, she knew how to get out of certain holds. Because she knew I was putting all my energy towards one, like, hold. So, I was getting worn out. But then she twisted somehow, and it became a very inappropriate move. And I was like, I have to get out of this because my face is literally in your crotch. And she busted out laughing, and that was how I got out. <laughs> I was, like, tapping out. I'm like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You said, all right, you win this one. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Is that what they call pussy power? Ooh. <laughs> no, no, that's just when I get a guy to come real fast. But anyways. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't know what to say. Uh. I'm just, let's, yeah. Uh, we're just laughing. I'm just picking my words carefully. Yeah. Why? <laughs> all's fair. All is fair. Not all is warranted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was just yeah, a very awkward enough, you position. You learn to choose your words carefully. Like a very awkward position, and then you had to tap out? I had to tap out, because it was getting to the point, like, she was holding me down, and I was like, dude, like, literally, if you go any lower, I can't breathe. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was a I've terrible been position. I'm sure you have. It's called 69, and I'm pretty sure you've, you've had your fair share of those. But anyways. Uh, oh, I asked for me pretty, right? No, I, I've i never experienced that, I don't think. You've never I, had a 69? No, I think it's it's just been very bland. This man's so boring. much more pure than, like, yeah, all these, no. all, anyone else I know. And it's, I it just, surprised the fuck out of me. I yeah. was like, oh, 
No, I. Yeah, no, I think I think. So are you a I think the most I've done. I think the most I've done is hug, like hug a girl. Honestly, yeah, it's like. You're funny. <laughs> no, you're He's not a virgin. Funny. That's close you're to the truth, though. You're not even close to a virgin. So what else have you done? <laughs> what else have I done? He's done the fornication <laughs> station, and he was parked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! No. Uh, oh my no, god. I uh, no, I I don't like. I actually do kind of pride myself on the fact that like, I don't. You know, life's fun, and it's good to you know have your fun with whoever, whatever. But I do kind of pride myself on the fact that I'm not really into the whole just running around fucking whoever, whatever. Like, right? It's just it's not. It's not my forte. I, I've tried. I've I don't tried think it's anyone's forte. No, I really yeah, no, don't. Like, it's not yeah, no. anyone's forte unless that's strictly what you want. Like in my case, it's not what I wanted. It just happened. And yeah, so, yeah. Like Sometimes I said, I had my fun in college. So yeah. No. I mean, it, it. To me, I feel like human connection is a lot. I feel like people take it for granted. And everything, everyone takes the word love for granted. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like, to me, I mean, I, there have been times that, you know, I've said, I love you to someone when I was questioning, you know, the position that you tapped it. (laughs) No, I can honestly say though, like, just things I've experienced in my life made me just from a young age a lot more aware of your words and what they can do to people Mm -hmm. and the impact that they can, you know, have on yourself or the people around you. Yeah, like whenever you call someone scrawny and it hurts their feelings. Yeah, like that was great. You were butt hurt over that? I'm I'm, I'm hurt. I'll make yeah. I'll, I'll make up for it with a shot. How about that? I'm not gonna oh, like. You have your like, wine. I'm not gonna touch you, but I'll like give you a shot. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant we we're gonna take a shot, shot together because I still have this fucking. Oh, I thought you meant. Thought you meant we're gonna like, <laughs> no, I no. You won't know right? if I take I a shot like, with you. I'm saying like oh, when you come to oh. Muncie, I'll buy you a shot. And you're like, this is for all the scrawny men. <laughs> I have, is- I have PayPal. You can, you can buy us a shot right now. I'll give you my PayPal. <laughs> the shots in Phoenix are twelve dollars. Taking oh donations. Goodness. Taking donations. You should be donating to my account. Good lord. Um, no. When you come up to Muncie, I'll buy shots, but only shots that I approve of. Mun- Muncie. What, what kind of shots do you approve of? Oh, Muncie's in Indiana. It's no, actually... no, I, I know what it is. It just, it, the name always makes me laugh every time I hear it. It's a beautiful city, and it's very strange. Well, I like you know, the fun thing is, is like, during the summer, they call it Funcy, and the reason why they call it that is because it's not fun at all. So, it's... Um. The really rednecks bad. down there look weird. Driving on my way to the music festival, like going through the going through the town, it always looked like it was like a farmer town, like old men walking around in, in overalls. It was funny. Yeah, that, that, Sometimes there was cute. Well, I'm cute sorry that we all look so funny to you. Damn. Hey, you know what? I'm just used to this uh, to the beauty over here in the West Coast. Yeah. Are you saying I'm not We're... beautiful? That is so mean. No, we never Sorry. said that. We're just. I didn't used... say anything. I don't know why you put words in my mouth. We're 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 used to we're, we're used to plastic girls with nice yiddies and no, with so no beautiful I'm, faces. I, I was I was yeah. I like Barbies. 
I like Barbies. Why? Because brat stalls are weird. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they are wow. the big ass heads. Yeah, uh, but see, Barbies are so fake. That, yeah, no, they're dolls. It, it depends on who it is you're talking to. I know plenty of fucking Barbie dolls that are some of the coolest, most real people I've ever met. Straight up. Yeah, like, for, for real, oh, though, like... Sorry your imagination, like, gets the best of you, but, you know, you know that's Barbies... That's the thing about a small town. You don't know that these things exist. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you. Where are you from? Kentucky. No, I'm from Indiana. From Indiana. Where do you yeah. live right now? I already told you. If you were listening at all. No, like, no, I was. I just, I just want to hear you say it. It's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so, sure. Him and I have both done a pretty fair amount of traveling. Like we, we dedicated our lives to like going wherever the party takes us, more or less. So because of that, like we've gotten to meet a lot of cool and interesting people, and like I my opinions on people have changed because of it. Because, like I said, like, I used to think the same thing of, like, you know, someone's all dolled up and fucking Botox and boob no, job, all that I, kind of shit. Person I used to think a very specific way about them. And now, mm-hmm. like, I learned that some of those girls, they literally just like doing that. But they're still themselves. They still are prideful and, like... What matters more is if they're entirely fake as a human being. Yeah. And unless, Not the looks. Unless the looks... Yeah. See, now, like, the whole Barbie thing, that's cool. Yeah. But there's also a thing about being a grenade! I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, I like all natural. That's why I like my girl oh, from North Carolina and South Give me those California. tiger stripes any day. I feel it, though. I like Ooh. squishy things. Yeah, well, I'm taken. Turn 30. Drop. Rock and roll, man. He'd <laughs> be riding on his, like, fucking carousel going around. Oh, my God. <laughs> Finally, a woman can do the windmill. Yeah. Or, no, the helicopter. The, the helicopter. helicopter dick. The helicopter tit. <laughs> That's my favorite move. Just wake around his <laughs> face. Yeah, one time I saw him fly away in the desert. It was weird. I will say I've probably <laughs> whipped my dick out one too many times. I don't know. I've, I haven't been around for any of that. I just saw you flying. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> We don't talk about that. <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> the one, the ones that make you see funny things, not the ones that ruin lives. Uh, <laughs> okay. Ones that make you see funny things. See, I don't do I'll any pay. at all. I don't do. That's your problem. Ah, oh, I, fi- I I pegged it. I finally figured out what the what the what the root of the problem was here. No, no, I just, I don't smoke. Like, I literally can't do it. I've tried it, it. Oh, I've tried it, like, twice, cool. I, I, and my lungs can't do it. Yeah, have you ever, have you ever, like, snorted anything? Like or a pixie like, stick? Yeah, like, you ever, I've, like, okay, out the I, I've soda? snorted Smarties yeah. before, and it Ooh, burns like a bitch, before. so, no, I, so, like, I've... So, like, as a kid, did you ever wonder what paper tastes like and eat any of it? And no. it tastes like nothing and stuff? No. No, you never eat any paper? No. Or, like, you never eat, like, a piece of chocolate and, like, the wrapper's still on it and you, like... No. I always examine what I put in my mouth. I got this. <laughs> Giggity. So, like, whenever it comes to the paper, 
that's basically what that funny stuff is. It's just paper. So it's it's not like smoking. But then all of a sudden things get very I, strange. I'm I'm very open about the fact that like I I've you know done uh, I've spent I'll put it this way I've spent time at parties sober and I've spent times at party not sober. Yep. And the best thing that I have found is that whether you choose to do those things or not, they have definitely made, they've made me appreciate my life and what it is that I have. And not because, you know, like pe- people think, you know, you do psychedelics and it's all like, oh, I love the world, you know, peace, blah, blah. you know, like it's none of that. And it's the simple fact that you do enough drugs, you learn that there are things in this life to be grateful for. Because sometimes the partying gets a little bit too crazy and, you know, you wake up and you might you might have lost yourself on the way, you might have, you know, just lost sight of your passions and it's not even necessarily because of the drug, but there's no doubt in my mind that it helps you get there. And having experienced those things, it's made me realize, like, look at all the stuff I do have, and look at, you know, how grateful I should be that I am, like, a talented person, and that I have kick-ass friends like Dart, you know, and, like, and I get to do all this fun stuff in life that most people never experience. And hands down, I would say that the time spent at raves sober and the time spent at raves not sober is the only reason that I view life the way I do now. Because without those things, you know, you just you just don't see the same stuff. And... So your answer Cannabis. to life um, is everybody do drugs. Got it. My answer oh, is everybody do drugs <laughs> responsibly. <laughs> responsibly, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I... <laughs> no, guys, don't don't do don't do that. Don't no 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 no. Don't no. don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. I believe I honestly. Yeah. Not... Yep. No, I uh, I believe that if drugs are something you want to do then I'm gonna fucking do them one way or another. I'm still heavy and against like certain kinds. Like, like like I'm still referring to things that are like healing, you know, like 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 mm-hmm. cannabis or like like a dimethyltryptamine or, or Yeah. I'll tell like, you what, I, ecstasy has its effects. You're right. Ecstasy does. It does intensify sex, y'all. Like <laughs> first time doing it. This. I went for hours I, and hours and hours. Wait a minute. It was intense. You just said that all you ever two did and was Two and two equals four. Yeah. And hours. Yeah. It was intense. Well, I'll tell you that much. I, I, it's I pretty can, intense, yeah. I, I can say this. There have been times that I've gone... There have been times that I've got up for five days straight. And I'll tell you what. You stay awake for five days straight partying, you experience some shit that 
you don't experience on fucking anything else. And I've made some regular situations, some mental breakdowns out of that shit. Yeah, and like, I believe that the majority of drugs that get passed around today are, it's a gamble. You don't know what the fuck it is you're getting. And if you want to do drugs, fucking do them. Just know that drugs do have consequences. It doesn't matter what it is. Our friend group is really good about testing and having test kits, having all the things that make it make doing it safe. It's it's all about doing it, you know, responsibly in a safe environment if you're gonna do it at all. Yeah. And yeah. and if you're gonna Actually, do it at all, there's a, there, there, there's a <laughs> Fair enough. You're also you're also a mother and just living your life. You know, like well, like, it's not because I'm a mom. I can't. I mean, the only reason why I even tried ecstasy in the first place is because I was involved with someone um, who did it a lot. Like us? And no, I'm just <laughs> no. Delinquent. Yeah, we did it a lot. And okay, so, maybe not like us at all. Stop. Yeah, and with the smoking, I literally just can't breathe. Like I I've, I've tried it twice. I have tried. I've attempted, but I can't. That's why they I make edible. Like go past a certain point. Like, my lungs won't allow it for me to actually inhale because it's smoke. It's really bad. I can't stand cigarette smoke. I just, I I'm, can't. Some people, I, yeah, I love smoke cigarette out. There, there are some people that, like, I advocate very much so, like, mental health awareness and taking care of yourself, you know, like, I, I lost my sister suicide when she was 13 and it it made me realize that it's 223 people complete a suicide every single day ranging from the ages of 10 to you know seniors you know veterans whoever and some people are put it bluntly, that there are, it doesn't matter how many pills you put them on, it doesn't matter how many therapists they go to, it doesn't matter how many times they end up in a psych ward, it doesn't matter how many times they wake up every day and say, I'm going to have, you know, today is going to be a good day, I'm going to change my life around. Some people's mental health is so severe that everyday life becomes unbearable and there are certain things like psychedelics and you know uh and certain downers you know whether you know like pot that help them it helps ease their mind and it helps them have a moment of clarity where they're able to actually be more of themselves sober. I've witnessed it personally, and I've witnessed it with many, many friends, that on a regular day, you ask them, health problems. You ask them, draw a picture, and they literally just can't. You give them some acid, they create some of the most beautiful, amazing art you've ever seen in your entire life. And then for days after that, they're, not even days, weeks, they're happy, they feel good about themselves, they feel good about the people around them, they're inspired. Yeah. 
Oregon and Denver is actually doing that with psilocybin and mushrooms, and uh, it, it, they're doing it in small doses because it actually resets the brain of a depressed person, which is why they're able to feel those feelings of like that serotonin really brings in and the dopamine. But they don't that keep, I don't think they should just keep giving it to them. I think they should see how long it lasts to see if like they can still be as happy as they can be. Well, you see, if you plug it, it's free. So yeah, well, <laughs> and it's there's there's a lot of. Because it's uh, still our government, and because it's illegal in many, many places, depending on what it is you're talking about, there is research that has been done, that has been proven over and over and over again. It's that it's not scale. These are things that you have to go f research yourself and a great example is you know acid the effects of acid can be extremely beneficial to someone who has anxiety uh, you know addiction problems um, depressed you know bipolar disorder all, all of those things and so much more something like acid can they can take it and they have their trip, and as long as they're doing it with the mind frame of, I'm doing this to better myself, and they work through their problems through the trip, and they think about their life and their decisions and things like that, they come out of it, and it lasts for a good, you know, anywhere from two to three weeks, the person you're talking to, and it rides them out through that, where they're able to live happy, successful lives. And, you know, they then start to, it diminishes, and they have to trip again. And it's no different than going to a, a psychiatrist and being prescribed a medication and being told, take this, you know, twice a day, evening and night, and here's some anxiety medication, take it throughout the day as needed. And then also you're going to go see this therapist, but you're only going to be able to see him twice a month, if not at least once. And they're generally the most basic-ass motherfuckers who tell you, this is the thinking circle, this is how your brain works. All right, cool, great, you know, great therapy session, get out. And it's the same bullshit every time. And these people still feel unsuccessful. They, they feel a lack of drive in their life and well, I mean they should only take it in moderation just like anything else if you take it in moderation then sure it's going to have benefits but if you Absolutely. overdo it you're going to burn something inside like, you know like I do believe that certain brain cells are burned and that, away and that, if over consumption of certain things such as alcohol and or drugs so I mean well, and that, if you over consume there has to be some downfalls you know uh well, and there's the same thing for medication. Slightly pessimistic. Yeah, yeah like there's I, same I've thing been medication. Taking, yeah, I've been taking medication every single day of my life since I was five years old, and I can tell you that the effects of what you know the government deems okay for people to do has just as many negative side effects, if not more, than what they deem to not be okay, and. A perfect example of that is I've taken medication for so long 
that when I don't put a foreign substance into my body, whether it's prescribed to me or it's a narcotic of some sort, my body literally has withdrawals. Yeah. Obviously, the withdrawals are different, but because of that, I've been put into a situation of, uh, of addiction that I didn't even necessarily want or ask for. And so what you say is totally correct of moderation is very, very important, but it also boils down to the fact of it's all a, it comes down to a choice of for addicts, some people believe that, you know, addiction is not a choice. It's, it's a disease. And I do believe that. However, there's, you have the choice of accepting the fact that you're an addict, just as an example, and choosing to do things to, to change your ways. You know, that's why there's things like AA and NA and CA and there's fucking, you know, there's recovery programs and there's detox centers. That's why those things exist. Right. Is because you still have the choice to be honest with yourself and those around you of, am I abusing this or, or am I being honest with myself and is this really helping me? And so things like psychedelics are no different than pills. You can either abuse it or you can use it for its full benefits and get something out of it that can help yourself. And I just want to throw in, too, that by no means am I saying that if you have a mental health issue, that acid is, is the right thing for you. No, or that you're just saying if you're so used to it, like, like you said, you were taking medication since you were five. If you... Stop doing that. Literally, your body is going to be like, whoa, what the fuck? You, you just destroyed your entire system because you're going to go through those withdrawals and your body's yeah. not going to know what to do. That's what you're saying. You're saying like your body pretty much feeds off of the drug that is within those meds. So what kind of like is in comparison to those are doing drugs that aren't prescribed. They kind of have the same effect as long as you take it in moderation. They, so. they have, to, to a degree, yeah, because they, yeah. they have the same effect, except the effects are so much more powerful and beneficial. Quicker, to, and they're healthier. To me. How many yeah, more doctors, definitely healthier. How many, more, how, many more, how, how many pharmacies, how many doctors, how many medical providers would be out of work if they focus on healing instead of just making you feel better to your next visit. Well, yeah, I mean, that just... You guys are leading over to, like, conspiracy theories and stuff that, you know... I mean, I do do talk about... No, this is all real cooking court. Yeah, yeah. But, but But this is not a conspiracy... Like that was started based upon people's greed and what marijuana can do and what psilocybin can do and what LSD can do as a healing component is stronger and it's honestly more na- more natural than all the things that they're putting in there because the poisons that come in most of these medicine and, and the effects that they have two molecules away from being methamphetamine and methamphetamine and that's a proven fact yeah proven fact <laughs> and that, that's literally like destroyed even my brother's life I lost yeah. my older brother at 24 like he died on his 24th birthday in Indiana because of the opioid crisis oh, I'm sorry and, and 
eyes like with what Dart's saying because like as someone who takes prescribed medication and does like I do need my medication as much as I wish that I didn't because there are some people who these companies and these pharmacies and psychiatrists their jobs are necessary like they they're not complete scum like some people like to make them out to be of course because organizations are bad in any yeah aspect. because they're like you know like i was saying like some people can do acid and the benefits are great there are other people who can do acid and it's not good for them straight up they have a bad trip they they it's the worst time of their lives and and i have seen people who it doesn't matter where they're at, what they're doing, what the environment is, if they have their best friend with them and they're on a fucking beach in Malibu and it's their, like, dream location to be, they will still have a bad trip. And it's because... Chemical it, it, reactions it, in the brain. Exactly. And so that, with that, yeah, there are, there is, it is good that we have psychiatrists and doctors and pharmacies that can prescribe medications to people. What it comes down to is that People need to be more honest with their doctors and the people that are giving them these medications because I used to be one of those people where I would go into the doctor's office and they would, I tell them my list of problems, usually not being fully honest because I wasn't fully comfortable with myself and the issues that I had. And they would give me a medication and I'd take it and while it helped me basically all it did was it just made me not want to kill myself and that alone is not enough you have to be honest with these people and tell them like this medication is not for me i need to try something well, there needs else. to be more evaluations is what it yeah. needs to like okay but let's say you were first. taking this medication let's say you're at the age of eight and you've been taking this one medication for about three years. You have an evaluation like every two years or whatnot. Like, where are you at? You know, and all this stuff. And ask questions that pretty much get you to talk. Have you ever you know? heard of MKUltra? Because after that, after those experiments where, where the U.S. government and MKUltra literally tested uh, uh, psychedelics as a um, way to hypnotize people back in the 60s, and then they illegal like they they basically made it illegal to use, create, like sell or test any sort of uh, drug because the war on drugs, which is actually more just the war on like the minority communities, and it all all literally just leads back into just power and greed, and so it ends someone better through any means. I say that as long as there's no destruction of someone else or their property. Okay. <laughs> so I think on this podcast we've covered a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's really just, you know, we're getting a little off topic, like way so, off. <laughs> so, all right. So here, ask, ask, a question, ask us another question. Come on. Um, well, I'll probably ask maybe a couple more, and then we'll have to wrap this up. We might actually do another podcast where it's over a specific topic rather than trying to get to know you guys. Okay. Um, yeah. But I do like that we did talk about, you know, mental health because 
a friend of mine is very for it, and he actually started his own organization. He's trying to get a a, a, a law pass. I mean, he's trying a law passed, all this stuff. Um, he's really trying for the mental awareness and stuff like that of um, what you guys are talking about. Righteous. So um, well, that's heart. very. So maybe I can get with him, and then we'll have another podcast where he gets to kind of like, you know, say his little spiel. So. Absolutely. I would love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, because um, he and I have been friends since college. <laughs> so, all right, all right. Righteous. So, um, what advice would you have for someone wanting to follow in your footsteps? Create your own path. My footsteps are fucking full of shit. <laughs> like, whenever, whenever it comes to creating music if you want to do it like that if you want to create music the way that I'm doing it just kind of going out and reaching for as far as you can what you have to have is dedication I have a saying it's called belief in the manifestation and dedication to the process and I, I put that in the it may take days it may take the rest of your life you never know because of, like the way that life works it can, it, it ha it's all about timing right place right time and hard work and it comes down to those three things. Luck of the draw, really. As long as you're doing what you love, that's all that matters. Just be happy. Okay. All right. I so now we're going to ask. This. Oh, you're going to say your part. Okay, go ahead. It's <laughs> 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 hard when you can't see somebody. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I would say, honestly, like, no matter who it is you are, what it is, you like no matter how freaky you think you are or how generic you think you are like there is something for everybody and you just have to take the time to tell yourself that no matter what it is that's going on in your life you're going to chase that dream like there's you know like the artist life, you know, like, fucking, it's basically being a broke-ass motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you're fucking sleeping on people's couches, you're running from one place to the next, you... Then you got, like, bank account, but you got a show to do in California, or there's... No matter what it is you have to do, and you don't let anyone or anything get in your way, because... People who are able to have that mentality and just fucking give it their all and eat shit and breathe whatever it is their passion in life is, those are the people who make our timing. Like, don't, don't let anything get in your way and just be, stay true to yourself and it all will fall into place in time. That's pretty deep. Okay. Alright. So now I'm going to move on to some fun questions. Okay? Alright. <laughs> not, that, not that our conversation wasn't already fun. Let's <laughs> see, an hour and a half in. What's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So in a zombie apocalypse, what would be your weapon of choice? A white bitch. A white. 
I trip her and run. Uh, oh. get out there. What? You know in the fucking scary movies, they're always like, ah! And all of a sudden, like, the smallest just breaks their yeah, ankle. right. <laughs> no, have you seen that one video where they're like, there's the guy from Scream, and, you know, they're just playing, like, it's like college humor or something like that. So she's running, and she falls down, and he goes, huh? And all this stuff, and then she, she gets back up, and then she runs, and she falls again, and he goes, come on! And he's like, yeah. running, and he'll just go, Run, bitch, run! And it's just like he's just holding the right. He's like, I can stab you right here. He's, it's just so funny. I'm like, like that's exactly what it is. Some bitch just falls out of nowhere, and there's like no rock, no nothing. Like he's wondering, like, what did you trip on? It's like, it's like low key, the cops. Anytime someone actually pulls over, they're just like, fucking run, bro. Like it's been a boring day. Uh, no, I. I would say that my weapon of choice would be a 1998 Jeep Grand Cherokee Classic. Nice. Straight up. With with the devil horns? Oh, no. No. Just uh, those things are full metal bodies, and you... On that thing, and I can tell you, one, I've been in four accidents, and that thing don't look like it's been an accident. Hmm. <laughs> so I can only imagine. Eventually, it's gonna run out of gas. So then, what are you gonna do? Siphon. Mm-hmm. Okay, it but it's a zombie apocalypse. So let's say you can't so you go outside. Up. Yeah, you'd have to stock what? up. You'd have to go outside. You have to be really quick about it. So yeah, it's but then hard. we get. But if, if we work together, then that means that I have the white so, bitch with me, and then she can she can like take care of like like the homestead while we go out and siphon gas to get to the next spot. So just just saying. Uh, so then why wouldn't I'm you just get rat, like a like mobile a home or trailer? A desert raver. So like we basically prepare for the zombie apocalypse. We just party till it comes. Like <laughs> desert <laughs> desert rats are some of the most like hardcore motherfuckers I have ever met. Like. Hmm. We take we take care of business, <laughs> so I'm not too worried about running out of gas. I I'd figure a way. Okay, I think that I, I would yeah. just probably get like a sword. Right. A like, sword? You're like I want to get close and personal with these buddies. Well, I mean, because what I, happens is, okay, let's say you're trying to siphon the bitch, and then whatever, like they're coming after you right right then and there. What are you gonna do? Like you're I'm low on gas, you can't go very far. You're going to want to get as many as possible, so you're going to have one weapon of choice, not a damn yes. car. That's not a weapon. You see? This is why we have the white bitch. Yeah, exactly. But she's we not a weapon. The... She's a sacrifice. It is a weapon. Have you seen the destruction white bitches cause? <laughs> I'm fu- like, I'm telling you, like... Okay, but, like, on, on a real note, I think they would probably have to have, like, a... Uh... Oh, sh- if I say a gun, like, well, what about the bullets? Yeah, no, I, I personally, I like, I like handheld weapons. I collect swords, knives, machetes. But, this, but swords will break, so get something like sturdier. Like no, a, like if you get a double, nah. what was it double-bladed sword, or there's one on each side. He's well, gonna grab, grab a whole claymore, like two and a half hands. Well, I before I got into DJing, I really wanted to uh, be a fabricator, so I, I. You do know the way so of, like, that. getting past it. What you do is you cut up a, open a zombie, and you wear their skin on top of you, like, when you're going out, because the I scent... Give you the virus. Yeah. 
That would give you the virus. It's, it's no, like virus. No, you cut off just the skin and you just wear it. You don't like put it all over you or anything like that. You just put it on like on top you of yourself with your scent. Oh my god, it all over you. You wear it like like like, like a bear head after you go on the hunt. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of uh, like that. Or you just take their blood and you wipe it all over you. Their scent of the deadness the god, is going to like This walking dead. I we, honestly, we all yeah, I, I honestly yeah. god wouldn't even stress about a zombie apocalypse. I would just go up to one of our desert spots and bring like my gear and a couple of our, my closest friends and just be like, this is where we live now. And like, we'd be Gucci. But then you gotta Those find water. water. Yeah. You'd have to choose a place yeah, where right. like, you we'll can dig for water. No, there's a 7-Eleven across the street. Don't worry. I'm sure it's still going to be open. Ravers? I know some other ravers would eventually show up with no, you'd have to find a spot where you know it. where there's a water well. Yeah. You'd have to make sure there's a water well, but then at the well. same time you're going to have to... Last, take us to the you... water well! Chicken no, but then bark. you're going to have to make sure that you boil the water once you get it, because you don't know what's in the water by that point. And then you're going to have to like make sure that it cools off and stuff like that, and then boil it again, because you're going to have to boil out all the bad stuff in it. And, or you could just, what you do is you could just, you know... Pee in drink it. A, yeah, you pee in like a little hole, and you make sure like you just kind of like go through a process of, you know, boiling and all that stuff, and you get, you don't know how that works. This what, you know, when you... To be quite honest, it, in uh, sixth grade... I've the, made tea before. In sixth grade, the tea... And I had every student except two say that they would come to me. And I just told them that would be the dumbest thing you could ever do. Uh- I mean, like, zombie apocalypse, it's kind of like a free-for-all for me, so... Because I believe in that shit, like, straight up. I believe in zombie apocalypses. <laughs> like, I'm all about that kind of shit. Okay, then. Alright, so, now we're gonna move on to another question. Alright. Um... Let's see... Do you ever talk to yourself when you're alone, and what's the weirdest thing you've said to yourself? Listen, buddy. You're going to have to get better. <laughs> Just imagine saying that self naked in the mirror. <laughs> okay, so are you talking like, to yourself or talking to your dick? There's two different things you're talking to. Uh, yourself. But that can include your dick, so you're telling your dick get better. I'm, I mean, if he's sick, I, I, I would like him to get well. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about it's all it's all about just becoming better the next day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I talk to myself probably more than a than a person should, to be quite honest. But it's called thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, I talk to myself all the time. Out loud and. I have full-blown conversations with myself, like, and I don't know. It's fun, but... If I had a publicist right now, I'm just saying. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> Stop talking. Yeah, me talking with the sixth grade at Kill All Shh. Mm-hmm. Stop talking! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I, I have I thoroughly enjoyed having you guys. 
Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, we should actually do another podcast. Um, I'll let you guys know. I'll keep you updated as to like what topics are coming up, and then if you guys want to participate, you guys can um, for okay. sure. Um, you know, we'll all get on the same schedule and stuff like that. Yeah, just um, let, let me know. Like you, you know my open equal. You know my availabilities. Open times. Yeah, yeah, I know when you're available. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Cause you're a single Pringle. <laughs> I am single, and yeah. I do Pringles. Yes. I'm single and ready to Pringle. <laughs> I'm so ready to Pringle. I'm go for a can of Pringles. He's so I, ready to eat all y'all out. Think, okay, that's you, what he's trying think to say. Sponsor me now. What? You think Pringles is like sponsor me now? I no. think. Pringles. Not really. Uh, bro, could you imagine having, like, a Pringle stand at the wave? Pringle Just, stand like, next to the camel? Yeah, bro. bro. That'd be amazing. That'd be fucking <laughs> great. We're going to do it. Uh, hey, I came this, up with this This is Raver's brainstorming, man. I said Pringle, so do I get a cut? You can have a pan. You can get cut. <laughs> you oh can, I'll, I'll give you a Pringle, and that's if you come here. Oh, but we have to catch it in your mouth, right. but like 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 a dog catching a frisbee. Ooh, <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's a little odd. Okay, this tired. <laughs> that's a little sexualized <laughs> in a very weird way. I didn't I didn't sexualize it at all. But you said like a dog. In the sack, windows. Yeah, right. Like a it's dog. pretty funny. They're pretty okay, funny. Okay, then. He's mom. Surprise. <laughs> All right. Well, it is getting late. Um, but like I said, I enjoyed having you guys and I'll keep you updated for sure. So do you guys have any promotional things you guys want to spit out real quick? Like your social sites and stuff? Yeah. You can follow me anywhere at D'Artagnan Kane with D-A-R-T-A-N-Y-A-N-K-A-N-E. It's two words. I know that I said it like that, but you can find iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram if you want. <laughs> Just Twitter, send me you know. all your links. Just send me all, right, all your cool. links to both of you guys, and I'll post them in the description below. And that way all everyone right, so can just click, go, whatever. To put Facebook, Twitter, and then Instagram if you have to, because I know that we just talked about how sad my Instagram is. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the link <laughs> to my stuff as well. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, it sounds like a great time. And I'll also try to include um, the website and stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just D'Artagnancane.com. You can find all my links and everything there. Yep, and you yeah. guys can buy merchandise and stuff like that. And Oh, yeah, we got hella merchandise on deck. We got some shorts. We got some socks. We got some backpack. We got a bucket hat. We got everything you need. So Make eventually up. if I, like, buy something and I wear it and I help sponsor you. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would be totally down with that. Plus, my logo is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is unique. I like it. It's actually called a Merkaba. It's a spiritual thing. Um, it's a healing symbol. And people use it like the Star of David or like the, uh, the Pentagram, but it's actually nothing like that. People just don't count because. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And thank you for having us, though. No yeah, problem. I, I mean, it wasn't planned to have you on the show, but I'm so glad that you you joined. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, man. I had a definitely good time, and I mean, anyone they want to follow me on Instagram, 
uh, underscore gypsy x underscore men. Hit me up. I love Like I said, chat. I'll put all the links down below, and then y'all can follow. And we'll probably yeah. boost your, your um, Instagram page, D'Artanian State. Swag! Sweet. Rock on. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, my followers, his followers, we'll get you there sooner or I'll later. I'll throw some measly followers your guys' way, thanks. We'll throw you a bone. <laughs> that on. Here I'll you throw go. you a couple. That's all I can afford. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. All right. Well, you guys enjoy the rest of your night.